You're thinking about starting a podcast, right? Let me tell you that Anchor is the easiest way to do it. To start off with, it's free, and everybody loves free. There are a lot of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, go ahead and download the free Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, I got on the phone with Columbus State. It was like, yeah, we want to get you on the Zoom call with everything going on. We can't have you on campus, but we want to get you on the Zoom call, you and your parents. And uh, we'll give you a virtual tour. We have a virtual video tour that we give the guys that can't really come on visit. And you'll get to see how everything is and what it means and how it goes. <clears throat> we'll talk about everything. I'm like, cool. So me and my mom and dad, we all on Zoom with them, with my head, with the head coach, Coach Moore, and my, the assistant, Coach Butler. They play a little video that shows the whole campus, the Lumpkin Center, where, which is where we play. They show the uh, they show the dorm that I'm currently in. They show what it looks like. Thing uh, that I would really need to know and gave me information on the campus and stuff like that. And so it all looked well and good. But, uh, this is the kicker. More attested it. So about everything that's on campus, she said. So on campus, you got your calf. You gonna have calf swipes. That you know you got, you won't have to worry about food and nothing like that. And then you also have cougar books. You have about five hundred fifty dollars in cougar books that you can swipe on campus as money. And we got restaurants on campus like uh, Einstein's Bagels and Chick Fil A that you can swipe for and stuff like that. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa coach, whoa, 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 hold on, this is Chick Fil A on campus? Yeah, we got Chick Fil A on campus. He said, and I said, and you can pay for it with your with your cougar cash, like with your card. Yeah. She started there like, y'all should have came live with that out the gate. For real, for real. A chick play on campus? Like, I'm halfway signed. <laughs> they just bust out laughing. I was like, man, y'all live. I'm for real. Like, you should have lived with that fact that we got chick play on campus. Man, coach, coach know that to this day. He was like, man, chick play got Nelson. Down. Yo, welcome yeah. in to another episode of the Bar Jones Podcast with my guy, Steven Nelson, player of the year, Nelson Hask. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing? I am wonderful, man. Just, just pushing through life, man. As the life changes of the black man in America, I am changing. With I don't like to do anything, but that just came to mind. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to bust into a speech. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, I was going to say something, but I, I can't say it. But <laughs> if I remember when we get done recording, I'll say it. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm good, man. Everything good with you? <laughs> yeah, man. Finna get ready to make this playoff run currently. Yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. So we already know we wishing you well on that, man. Hoping. Come back with that dub and get a ring for us. Looking for it. Yeah, man. But um, like we know, you, you're currently at Columbus State. And before that, you were at Bevel. 
So during that process of you getting to Bevel, man, you had to be recruited, right? And not every um, player has the level. Like, I ain't trying to compare you to, like, Kentuckys and Dukes and, you know, the high-level players, but there's a level of recruitment that you had to go through. So um, I'm just interested to, like, understand a little bit more in depth about your process and, like, the process overall, man. So for you, when you were in high school, man, like, what was, like, the – like that first initial like piece of being like, man, I'm being recruited. Like, was it a conversation with a coach in general? Was it your coach telling you like, Hey, I got interest from this person. Was it there? Like, what was that first thing that you know that um, you were being like sought after? I can tell you right here. So it's funny because, um, uh, I mean, I played AAU in 11th grade, and I did a little something. So, no, like, coaches never put me directly. My uh, my AAU coach, Coach Knox, um, uh, Lawrence, so told me that, you know, coaches hit him up about me and stuff like that. But I never spoke to any kind of coach directly and nothing like that. But whatever. So, my senior year, Selma High School, Two junior college coaches there. Community College in Selma. So they, that was like a hometown. Like he had, he was in his own town. He just can't, had to come to the game. And then my future coach at Bevel State, Coach Suits, there. I, and I didn't know this at the time that I was getting ready to play. This is unbeknownst to me. But I go out there, one of my best games. About 20 points. I thought I had 20 points, 12 rebounds. Like close to a triple double. Seven eight blocks. I had one of my best games. And I, I had a lot of dunks, like very active. We won the game. And um <clears throat> after the game, both of them uh stopped and talked to me. They both they both offered me that day. Uh, the coach of Wilder's name, Coach Evans, he said, um, Nelson, that was a spectacular game you played out the other day, man. That You you high energy, high motor, introduced yourself to me and stuff like that. He was like, man, I heard about you. I heard about you. And I, uh, down there in and I, I knew y'all played Sim. So I, I was waiting on the day you came down here to, to come play out so I could check you out for myself. And you, you ain't disappoint, man. He's like, let me let me get your number and uh, we let, let's stay in contact, man. We, we can chop it, chop it up by some things. I was like, cool, yeah, let's bet. Did that. Then uh, Coach Suits right behind him. And Coach Suits was like, uh, hey, Nelson, it's nice to meet you. I'm Coach Tommy Suits. Uh, you played a very, you played a really great game tonight. Uh, they told me you had 20 points. About 12 rebounds. I know you had about six or seven blocks too. I said, Yes, sir. He said, uh said, man, that's that's great, man. We we need a guy like that on our team. We 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 kind of lack size and, and defense last year. He's like, let me give you, let me uh let uh let me give you my number and stuff like that. And uh we'll be in contact. I'm like, cool, do that. And then we get ready to leave. I get on the bus. 
I text both of them on the bus, like, hey, this is Nelson. Got my number. Both of them text me back. I had a scholarship from those two schools, both of them, after seeing me play one. And so now I'm cheesing the whole way home because this is the first real actual offer, like, from another school, from a college school. I was like, man, like, it's always, I feel like it's always crazy the first time. Like, like, I mean, I can't speak for, like, the recruits in the world, like, on like the ESPN 100 top 100 guys and stuff like that, I can't really speak for those guys, but I'm sure it could be the same. But like, no matter what age you are, there I'm sure there was a point where you was like, I'm really gonna be a college basketball player. This stuff is gonna work out. Like, cause I like through our life we just hoop. Like most of our life we just hooping, and we have dreams of going to play college basketball and going to the NBA and stuff like that. But I feel like there's a point where it becomes reality. Like, oh, man, like, I'm really going to be a college basketball player. Like, this ain't just a dream that I had no more. Like, now I'm actually talking to colleges. So I feel like everybody had that kind of realization moment. And that was mine. So the whole bus ride home, thinking about it, like, man, like, this junk going to actually work out. So that that was my first real conversation with a college coach and uh, my first real offer. Uh, Funny that that so happened to be my future, my future coach and my future team at Belleville State at the first, my one of my first offers. So um, it, was, it was a real cool experience and everything. Like I was happy. Like I had never heard of Belleville State, heard of Wallace Community College, but I had never seen them play basketball and nothing like that. I only heard them as an actual school. But um, it didn't matter to me. I was like, oh. College basketball team, scholarship, those are all the words I need to know. College basketball scholarship, that's all I need. I ain't care about nothing else. So that was my re- first real, like, recruitment, I don't know, conversation or experience. So between them, um, what what were, like, the main things you were looking at from them? What, like, what made you, like, Pick and choose on the list. Like, what were the pros and cons of both of them that you had like narrowed down on? Well, um, those schools that I ended up visiting and getting offers from, but uh, mostly all JUCOs. But and we speaking specifically on those two out the gate. Uh, my first thought was I, I started thinking about what city those two places were in because, like, I'm big on that. Like I'm, I, I said this on the show before, three things, three reasons people go to certain places to play sports: to be comfortable, to be paid, or to win. And so those, so I'm a I'm a comfortable winning person. Like I, I want to be comfortable, also want to win. So because I can't play nowhere that ain't really for me. If I can't buy, you know what I'm saying, I can't really play there. But anyway, that was my first thought. I'm like, well, let me look at the schools. Where are they? What kind of schools are they? Stuff like that. Then not after that, I'm looking at the teams and like what kind of teams are they like? How do they play or how are they winning? Stuff like that. Who's on the team? Whatever. And so, as I'm looking at that, no offense to anybody that is, but I ain't really want to live in Selma. I ain't gonna speak on that too much. <laughs> but if you know, you know. I ain't really want to live in Selma. But 
I did them the common courtesy of going on a visit, both those schools and some other schools. They offered me first. They were some of the first people to offer me. Coach Evans came to my high school to talk to me once uh, on like a, ran, a random day. He's like, oh, come, I'm going to check you out. Come watch you practice and stuff. And so he came one day and watched me. Coach Suits did the same thing. And then when the season's over with, Evans came and picked me up and took me to Selma to Wallace so I could see the campus. Uh, let me visit and stuff, and we went around campus, and uh, then after that, we went to the gym, and, like, the team was pretty much gone. He had to – so this is a red flag for me at the time. I was visiting, he had a lot of disciplinary issues with his current team or the team before the year before, I guess I should say, because season's already over. He had a lot of disciplinary issues and, and things of that nature. So he had pretty much clean house. So he pretty much had no returners. He was like basically starting from scratch on a new team. And he was telling me how, like, he was telling me about this on the way. And basically was like, you could be one of those guys, we you would be one of the guys we build around. Like, you could be our big going forward for the next two years. And, you know, we put talent around you and this and that, which sounded good. But at the same time, it sounded bad because I'm like, you got a lot of disciplinary issues, sound like a problem within your program, things like that. You know, not blaming him, but, you know, these are the guys that he recruited at the end of the day. So if you had a clean house, that speaks somewhat of your program. I'm looking at that, too. And, um, funny story. So this was kind of like the last straw for me. That, this kind of was like my moment where I said, all right, not here. I went on a visit. The school is actually very nice. It's a very nice campus, all that. There was nothing wrong with it. Like, cool. I don't want nobody to think it was raggedy or nothing like that. The school was very nice. Everything was in order. Everything was fine. It was cool. But then we started hooping. Yeah, he didn't clean house. Ain't too many, like, college basketball players. It's college basketball players there, but not for Wallace. They just play college basketball other places. Maybe they're from Selma. Stuff like that. It's open gym, basically, so anybody can come. But it was good runs. I ain't saying that it was good runs, but like this ain't it ain't like I was in there practicing with his team or just in scrimmages with his team. It was like anybody out the street, high school basketball players, college basketball players from other colleges, people that live in the area, anything. But it was good players in there. Played in the first like two games, and then I got dropped because we lost. And uh, I'm watching them play. Guy on the court, they get into about the score, something like that. Pick up. They got into about the score. This dude, like, kind of short, swole dude, with no shirt on, just to set this, had tattoos and everything, just, just set it up for you. They get to talking about the score, what exactly was said, but somebody said something about him or to him or whatever. As they was arguing, and this man was like, "Hey, bro, who you think you talking to? Oh God, because I don't care about none of that." Meek, self in the head like that. Sorry, Brian. It's self in the head. Like I ain't talking about awesome. Like, like in his chest, whatever he said. Uh, nowhere. I don't care about none of that. We're real talk, bro. Y'all know me. And this, this, this. I put the 
bitch. And I brought my homeboy with me from high school. I brought my homeboy Melvin with me. When that happened, both of us looked at each other. We was like, yeah, I looked at him. I was like, let me go and call my folks. Tell them come get me. <laughs> tell them to come pick us up. So yeah, that was like that was like the off the roster. <laughs> and that ain't had nothing to do with Coach Evans. I kind of feel bad, but they had nothing to do with him. That was completely without with uh, like outside his control. But at the same time, I was like, man, you. Now that I look back on, it, I'm older. You know, I was only 18 coming out of high school then. But now that I'm like four years, I'm four years later looking back on that. Like, recruiting here, I had open runs. You were at least supposed to have like a closed invitation, something like that. Like, hey, text the individual people. Like, hey, uh, we have a pickup. You can come. Don't tell nobody else. Only select a few people. So like that. You supposed to bring some. Some cool level headed collegiate level basketball players here. We got dudes coming in off the street. Ooh, yeah, it's good runs, but when that happened, you don't want us no stuff like that to happen in front of a recruit. Like back on it. And then I'm 18. Like I'm a high school kid. Not like when I it's not like when I was a JUCO kid coming out of JUCO trying to pick a four year where I was a little bit older, a little bit, you know, I got college experience. I was a high school player. So I'm in here like these grown men. They getting into it, and buddy punching himself in the head. I'm like, uh, I don't think I want to be here. <laughs> so then, flip to the other. Uh, so on the other hand, I go visit Bevel State. My mama take me down there to visit Bevel. Completely different experience. Like Bevel was still playing. That we visited them. I think we visited Bevel first, actually, but they were still playing at the time. My mama took me down there, and uh, they we go down there to watch the practice. And, uh, watching them practice, they uh, they look athletic, so kind of I don't know, like they seem like a very silly kind of. Funny team, but they was athletic at the like the core. They players are very athletic, and I'm watching them practice like this, like a good team. But I'm looking up they they uh, roster stuff. I'm like, ah, uh, they're not that good. Like they're not winning a whole lot of games. I realized Bevel State had just restarted their program, so they, they didn't have a basketball team prior to that year before that I was being recruited. This is their first year having a basketball team in years, and so Coach Soup was explaining this to me uh, after the fact. The, ne- the next year that I would that I would be coming, that would be our second year, and it would be the second year of their existence since the restart. And he was like, right now we don't have a whole lot of great players. Like, we don't have a whole lot of, like, guys on the team. Like, you know, we got some players, but a lot of these players are from the area and just some guys we just so happen to be able to pick up. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot of great, great quality players that would get scholarships in other places. And he was like, but, you know, that's part of rebuilding the program. He's like, we lucky to have this guy named Y.A. King, great player, playing with him next year. DeLon Evans, great player that you could be possibly playing with. Chris Freeman, like, these are some guys that you could play with that will be very good for us in the future. But as of right now, he was, and then he was like, right now we can't even make the playoffs as part of sanctions on a team that's just restarted. So, like, in your first year of existence, you can't make the playoffs. When you restart a program or when you start a program, your first year in existence, like you just basically playing to play. 
trying to, you know, I don't know, gain experience. I don't know. But then your second year, you can. So he's like, next year we can be in the playoffs, all this, yada, yada. I want you to come and be our big going forward. We already had we, – we kind of trying to build around Wanye. You've seen Wanye play. Who would turn out to be the number two scorer in the league next year. We, we, we got Wanye. We need to surround him with some guys that can also play. And we believe you and him could be the duo that, that killed the league. That's what he was telling me. Like, cool. So I'm watching them practice. I brought my stuff with me to hoop just in case they asked me to hoop. Cause that's just how I do it. I am kind of guy. I'm like, if they, if they say they want to hoop, I want to be ready. I got my shoes and everything. Came in, I had my book bag on. Coach was like, Nils, I see you got your book bag on. You, uh, you got your shoes and stuff with you? I said, oh, Yes, sir. I always bring my shoes with me everywhere I go. Said, that, that's I like to hear that, man. Do you want to practice with the guys? If you want to practice with the guys, that's fine. I said, yes, like, bet. I'm ready for it. I'm like, our college practice, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I want to think about it. They was me, like, close to the end of season, so they wasn't going super hard, but they were just, you know, I at least could see what their drills and stuff was like and how they was playing. So we started doing drills and jump. Like, these are no-contact drills, just like some warm-up drills and shooting and, and stuff like that. And they watching me dunk and whatnot in the drills, and they like, High school kid, like they all, they all kind of impressed with me, and so now I'm feeling like, oh, if they impressed with me, that must be I, like I'm, I must be good, like I must like, cause you know you never know on a higher level how good you're really gonna be. Like you can be as confident and whatnot as you want to be, but until you get to that level, you really don't know how you stack up against other people. Uh, when I realized that they was impressed with me, I'm like, oh, okay, so like, I, I may, I might, I'll probably be good on this level. Like, I'm probably be athletic. You know, if I'm athletic to them, I'll probably be athletic to other guys in the league. I practice with them and jump. They see me play. They see how fast and athletic I was and my size. The question, like, man, who all the offers is? Man, you good, man. Like, if you come here, you, like, they, they tell me, like, him, 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 all is going to be back next year. If you play with us, bro, like, you're going to get the ball, like, like, I promise you, like, this is not no selfish group. This is the guys telling me this. They're like, man, you're going to touch the ball your first year in here. You're probably going to be star center. Or is it going to be you or Omar, who who I center right now? Like, y'all like y'all going to be the two biggest players. Like, but you're you going to get in. You're going to get minutes. You're going to touch the ball, bro. We promise you that. Like, we're going to be able to throw you oops. I see all that now. I'm, I'm like, but I like the guys that I'm talking to. Like, these are good, cool, funny dudes. I'm like, yeah, I like these dudes. Like, they, this is like a fun little place to be. I was getting into it. I left from there. After that, uh, coach took us around the city, around the campus a little bit too, but the campus ain't that big. Showed us around the city of Jasper, and we all went out to eat at Jim and Nick's. And that was the end of my visit. And side note, this ain't really got nothing to do with my recruitment, but funny story. We went to Jim and Nick's. I ordered uh, a pulled pork sandwich. I come home with my mom the next Monday. I think that was a Friday I went and visited. That Monday, I go back to school. See my high school coach. Said, you went to Belmont? I said, yes, sir. Said, was it good? Yeah. He said, what all you do? I said, uh, I went to their practice. They let me practice with them and stuff. Showed me and my mom around the city, and then he took us out to eat. He said, did you order a steak? 
No. She said, what you want? I said, I'm going for a sandwich. She said, man, anytime a college coach take you out to eat, you order a steak. All right? I don't care if he take you to McDonald's. Cook a steak on the grill. I said, okay. <laughs> Next time, I guess. That just, I'm sorry, I just tell that little funny story because I always think about that when he when I think about my my recruitment at Bell, but I think about this story. Cause he was dead. So he was like, anytime a college coach take you out to state. Cause obviously I'm not paying for it, they paying for it, but I went not thinking like that. That was my visit to Bevel State. And in my recruitment, I also visited Sneed State, which is another junior college in Alabama. And I visited Mississippi Valley State, which is a D1 HBCU. When I went there, they uh they uh wanted to kind of try to offer me academic money instead of a basketball scholarship. And I wasn't really rocking with that, obviously. So I, I bet on myself and went JUCO. And so those are pretty much the only schools I visited coming out of high school. I talked to some other places. I had like a, I had an offer from Marion Military, had an uh, offer from Chattahoochee Valley at one point. But um at the end of the day, I shook out. I, I ended up going to Bevel State. So that's just what it was. So uh, you talked about, like, that red flag with uh old dude going prison style on y'all, man. Like, he just. <laughs> 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 but, like, uh, can you speak on not just them, but, like, other, like, signals and red flags that, you got from other colleges or like some uh, some general red flags that players should probably look out for when they're going through recruitment? So, I mean, everybody's kind of different, but um, so the red flag at Selma with that happening was was big for me because, like I said, I'm a guy that got to be comfortable. Uh, so him doing that made me seem like, I don't think this is a place for me. You know, like, be on the team. Like, I don't know, buddy. I don't know if he play here or not. Like, I don't know none of these people there for it, for it. But looking at him like, uh, this ain't really my vibe, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, yeah, this ain't it for me. That was why it was such a big red flag for me, because I'm that kind of person. I gotta be comfortable. So then I go to Bell State with those guys. I'm They cool guys. They cool guys, cool people. They making me laugh. I'm, 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 like, I can see myself playing with them. That's a green flag in a way, so because like I'm comfortable with these guys. I'm like, man, y'all seem like cool dudes. I, I can rock with y'all. You know what I'm saying? So that was big for me. But other red flags the team should look out for. Number one, you should, you want to pay attention to what kind of money they're offering you. Like that's number one. I always level level you being recruited at, whether you getting JUCO offers, NAI offers, D three or the D one, whatever. You always need to make sure your money that they're offering you is like you need to be on the same page don't think you finna have a full scholarship and you ain't if they never said that if you don't have a full ride think you do and you get there you realize you don't you'll be sick make sure you and your coach or the whoever's recruiting you is on the same page by money ask them don't be scared to ask you like all right so what are y'all offering me offer make sure you know that and then once you ask them that make sure you be like all right what what all does that entail Case in point, when I was getting being recruited in JUCO, Alabama JUCOs can offer can, uh, a full scholarship at Alabama JUCO. Just means they pay for your whole tuition. All you get at JUCO in Alabama, you got to pay for your own room and board. 
You don't get no meal plan. So uh, Belmont State didn't have no dorms or no uh, campus to eat at. So that ain't really – no way. We just got to pay for that out the gate anyway. But we used our payout to pay, to pay for stuff like that. You used our payout to pay for apartment, for a rent for an apartment. And, uh, you know, we lived off that for the rest, for whatever was left. So about half your payout went to your rent. But it was important that I understood that. If not, I would, I'd be lost out here. You know what I'm saying? You know, and Coach Suits and them obviously, you know, explain all that to me. But uh, you understand what your money is. And if they can't give you a straight answer about that, that is a red flag in itself. Obviously. So, like, let's say uh, I'm being recruited by a D. Let's say I'm being recruited by D2. D2 has had the capability of paying, like, a D2 has the capability of paying full ride scholarships. But only thing I don't get paid for, like, right now I'm on full ride scholarships. Only thing I don't get paid for is my books. Books don't get paid for you. And I uh they don't pay for summer class. You know, you do your you know, your fall and your spring is paid for, but summer class, that's on your own. If you ever want to do that, you do have to pay for that out of pocket. That's not a guaranteed thing. And so it was important for me to realize that, like, okay, I don't have books paid for, so books probably gonna come out of my pill when I get it. I have to actually pay for my own books. And which, which ain't a whole, whole lot compared to the pill I was already getting, but it was just important that I knew that. Because what if I didn't get pill? I would have to tell my parents, like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to pay for my own books, so be ready for that when school comes. And then, so, outside of that, let's say I'm being recruited from NAIA. NAIA can, cannot give you full scholarships of any kind. Like, you can't, you can't have a full ride. You, you'll never have all of your tuition and all your books and your uh, housing and all that paid for without coming out of pocket some kind of way. Like, they can give you, a, and they have different packages they give you, but uh, be really good, they give you the best package they can give, and, like, it might pay for everything up to a certain extent, and then your pill might cover the rest. So you're still technically going for free, but you won't have no pill in your pocket and stuff like that. So those are also things to be, to be mindful of. And then... Um, so I had, I had a homeboy, not going to say his name, I don't want him to be embarrassed, but he was going to an NAIA school out of JUCO. And, uh, he'd already decided he was going, he'd announced his commitment on social media and all that. So like, as far as everybody know, he locked in. I had another homeboy, same school. Uh, he, this him telling me this, said, I hit him up, asked him, uh, what kind of scholarship package they gave? He was like, what you mean? Said the, the package they gave you, like what, what kind of money they're gonna give you? What kind of scholarship? And apparently, they had like a gold, silver, and bronze package, something like that. Like, what kind of package they gave you? What, which, which deal they gave you? He was like, uh, I don't know. Should I ask him? Should I ask about that? Like, yes, boy. Like, what's wrong with you? You didn't ask what kind of money you was gonna get from this situation. I think everything was gonna be paid for. I can understand maybe they said that. If they were just like, yeah, you gonna everything will be paid for, don't worry about nothing. Even still, you should have asked about it a little bit. He swindling you, you don't know that. Oh, he didn't even realize what kind of package he had. He already didn't commit it. Hopefully he ain't signed no papers to I mean go. I mean, he ended up going anyway, so I guess whatever. But that was just like not smart on his part. Like his future. Just out here like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go here and not even concerned about what kind of money that entailed for him. That if he was about to come out of pocket or anything or what, or if he was going to have a pill or not, 
not. That was not smart on his hand. So, I mean, on his part. So, always, always, always figure out what the money situation is going to be like for you. Not even on no greedy stuff, just so you can be prepared for your future. That's number one. Uh, number two, always, always, always research the school, what kind of school it is, if they have your major or whatever you want to do with your future. And, um, you know, you you know what all that goes into that that degree program there. So, like, make sure you and so you know a lot of guys in high school think, oh, I just want to play college basketball. They ain't think about no career or no major, uh, what they want to do in school. Don't be in school taking underwater basket weaving, as we say. Take something that matters that you would not mind using in the future when you stop playing basketball. So, think about that before you go. Make sure that school has the major you're thinking about. And go from there. Number three, research the team, coach, reach out to players on that team if you have to. Whatever you got to do. Recruited to what I was being recruited after leaving Belvoir when I was getting ready to leave Belvoir. The three, one, three of the main schools recruiting me was Miles, UWA, or University of West Alabama, and, uh, Columbus State, and AUM, Auburn and Montgomery. Those were some of the main schools recruiting me at the time. And luckily, I knew somebody who was playing there currently or had just recently played at all those schools. And I reached out to all of them. I had my old boy Ryan that played at Miles College. Hit him up like, hey, what kind of program is it? How's it ran? This, this, this. Uh, UWA, I had my homeboy boy Charles, who's playing professionally right now. He won a, he won a conference championship with UWA. So I'm like, he definitely going to know what it's like. Hit him up. Uh, AUM, I had my homeboy Josh. That, uh was playing there that year, but he was graduating that year, so I wasn't gonna it wasn't like I was gonna play with him or nothing, but he was literally in the mix right then and there. So he was somebody I could talk to. And uh then Columbus State, I look at their roster, find out that they have a guy named Hunter Preston, played at Sneed State, who I had played against and my freshman year. He was a year older than me. My freshman year I played against Hunter. And when I went on my visit to Sneed, one of the first people I met, very, very nice like polite person who didn't mind walking up to me like hey what's up this and this and this let me know what it was you know what we was gonna do and stuff like that so that was the first time i met hunter who is now like my brother up here like he's like my best friend so it's, it's funny how that works out uh i saw him on the roster and i hit him up I, well actually i hit my coach up i mean not my coach but coach butler i guess become my coach he's my coach now <laughs> i hit up coach butler who was recruiting me on the state it's like, uh, Hunter Preston still play for y'all? He said, yeah, Hunter plays for us. He was big for us, this and this and this, down the stretch. He, uh, you know, Hunter, I said, yeah, I played against Hunter my freshman year he, uh, when he was at Sneed, and I met him when I went on a visit there. He was like, oh, cool, that's what's up, that y'all know each other. Uh, I give you give him your number and, like, or uh, so he can hit you up or if you or give him, give you his number and all this, yada, yada, and y'all can chop it up, talk about school, all that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So reach out to people in that team. You never know what might be going on internally that hasn't been put out or hasn't came to light yet. There are sometimes teams that might be successful. And after the fact, you find out, like, they players hate their coaches. A lot of animosity between teammates. So it's a lot of problems in the locker room and things of that nature. Or maybe you as a team, like, they might be winning games, but a lot of guys ain't going to graduate. 
and things like that because they team their coaches or their staff ain't really looking out for them. They just use them for basketball, and then it's like whatever. So, be, make sure you get up with guys like that that not that are not just coaches. Get up with players. You're gonna be a player. Somebody in that position that you finna be in. They just want you to come hoop. They want you to come be on the team. And I ain't saying that they don't they don't want your best interest at heart, but sometimes they might not. They best interest. If you're good enough to be here and you can help their team, they want you to come. So hit up a player who is not going to lie to you, who will tell you what you need to hear, what it's actually going to be like, because you're going to be them. Those are just th- those are some of my suggestions in your recruiting process. So one, always ask about your money situation. What are you being offered? Figure out, figure that out out the gate. Like as soon as the, as soon as the school hits you up, if they say something about offering you or whatever, they say we want to offer you a scholarship. Make sure you figure out how much that really means. Because offering your scholarship can mean partial. It can mean you get a little money to pay for your books. Full ride. So make sure you know what, what your deal is. Two, make sure you know something about the school and if they have your major and what you want to do in life. And make sure it's something to make sure it's really something you want to do. Three, get up players. Get to know players on the teams you're thinking about going to. Ask them questions, ask them what it's like, ask them about what, what it would be like to play there, things like that. So those are my three main things. That, and th- like, those things will give you the red and green flags that you want to take from. Player might tell you, oh, no, like, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. We hate it here. Players will tell you. Like, even if they stuck there, they could be like, yeah, I'm going to be here next year. I ain't really got no choice, but you wouldn't like it here, bro. It's not, uh, like, I hate them. We all hate them. We don't want to play for them for real. Things like that. You straight up. Sometimes you got guys like Hunter when he hit me up. He's like, "Yeah, man, this is a great place to be, man. Like, you would love it here. Like, it's very, it's like a great atmosphere, great campus. The people here are work with you and help you out, things like that." Players not gonna lie to you. Players will tell you everything you need to know about what about your final decision. Yeah, I I can co-sign that, bro. Because I remember. Uh... <laughs> They had friends that played college ball at different places. And uh, at one school specifically, I got ended up getting cool with this dude just because I was, I ended up being up there a lot. And um, so I just asked him, like, what's what's it like up here for you uh, and everything? I was a team, I was a coach. And he he was just straight up with me. He was like, bro, I don't like none of this, man. The coach is this, this, and that. And the practices are like this. And school's like this. And I'm just like, man, if I could, I'd leave. I'd do this. And I'm just like, dang, for real? And other when the teammates came over there, we started talking again. And he co-signed it too. He was like, bro, like we, you know, we doing all right, but it's just like, man, the coach is this, this, and that. And I ain't liking this. I'm just like, dang, I ain't think it'd be that bad. Cause they, they weren't a bad team. It's just, you know, struggles, you feel me? But right. I can completely co-sign that, bro. Players will keep it all the way real with you, bro. Cause they honestly, what do you have the game from lying? Like, why would I lie to you? You know what I mean? So Exactly. So uh yeah. I I can definitely co-sign that, bro. Like I won't recruit it, but just just talking to people is like, yeah, man, like I don't like this because I ain't getting playing time. I don't like the coach because he he was talking crazy to me and whatever. Like they'll keep it real with you, man. So talk, if you can talk to the players, bro, they will they will not lead you astray. Like that's that should be the first and last thing you do if you can. But uh <laughs> kind of got two follow-up questions. You spoke about your guy who committed. Um, can you explain different levels of commitment? Because you know you got verbal, nonverbal, and 
signing letters intent. Can you speak on that and um, break down the difference between official and unofficial visits? Yeah, cool. Uh, both great questions. But um, so different levels of commitment. A verbal commit is just that me telling that school, hey, I want to come here. I'm going to play for y'all. That's the verbal commitment. So verbal commitment don't really mean much, but morally, like, it's like a man, being a man of your word. Like, hey, young coach, I want to come play for you. I'm going to come play here. And so that verbal commitment means something. But in, in, in like, the, I don't know, the, the business world, I guess I say, like, in the business of basketball, it means nothing. <laughs> like, until you sign your name on that dotted line that says you're coming, really doesn't mean anything. Recruitment is still open. All this. So, if you verbally commit, schools can still talk to you and whatnot and, and uh, offer you, try to recruit you. But at that point, it's kind of up to you to be like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go here and shut that down. So, then uh, then you have signing a letter of intent. That's basically saying – Basically, a uh, contract saying, hey, uh, I plan to attend this school on such and such scholarship. It's not the same as signing your actual scholarship, but signing a letter of intent basically is signing, basically letting people know, like, hey, this is where I'm, go, where I'm going, basically shutting your recruitment down. It uh, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure if it'll be illegal to still recruit you or not after signing your letter of intent. But you can still break that, but there's, like, parameters to go around to break it. Like, it's like you basically you basically committed now if you sign a letter of intent and then there's actually signing your actual scholarship paper which is like that's your, that's your contract that's your that's your four year 180 million dollar deal you know obviously you know you ain't making that much but whatever but that's your deal you signing your 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 name to that school and your talents and you, you and whenever that next school year starts you plan for them those are the different levels of commitment. And uh, then you uh, you also asked me, what was your next question? I'm sorry. The difference between official and unofficial visits. Yeah, my bad. So um, an official visit, or let me say, an unofficial visit, first off, is basically, unofficial visit is almost the same as you going to visit the school. Like, so the same way I could take a trip to Duke right now, walk around campus, get a tour, all that. Just like any other regular student, that's an unofficial visit. So um, an unofficial visit as an athlete really just means, like, the coach probably wants you – like, the coach probably did want you to come, but not a serious thing. Like, you haven't been offered. You haven't been uh, – you're not being highly recruited yet, but they do want you to come. They kind of basically kind of throwing their hat in the ring. Like, yeah, we want you to come up here and check the school out. So I went on an unofficial visit with my teammate Shikari, uh, Alabama State, when we were uh, both in high school. And uh, they had a game that day. All we really did was walk around. We, we walked around a little bit around their basketball facility. We talked to the coaches. We sat in the office and talked to them, chopped it up, chopped it up with them. And then uh, we watched them play, and we went home. But uh, we didn't take a, a visit. We didn't visit the whole campus. We didn't uh, tour the whole campus. We didn't. Uh, <clears throat> we didn't meet no kind of staff or nothing like that, other than 
basketball staff. We didn't meet no teachers and nothing like that. Or go see no kind of classroom. Just real basketball stuff. Did the same thing at Alabama A&M during the summer with a couple of other guys. Went on an unofficial visit there. And uh, they walked us around campus a little bit. But campus kind of like dead because it's summertime. But they walked us around campus and uh, took us in the gym and showed us some of the arena and stuff like that. But it was nothing crazy. Nothing special. Just basically anything any other regular student can do. If it's better because you're an athlete, then yeah, because you're meeting the coaches and stuff like that. That's something. But nothing really special like that. Just kind of them throwing their hat in the ring. Then you got official visits. Now, official visits, the guys, they either offered or are thinking about offers, very seriously thinking about offering and heavily recruiting. And so that's when guys got, that's when schools kind of roll out the red carpet. Like, okay. We got a guy coming. We, they gonna have everything planned for you when you get here. You gonna go on. A, they, he's coming on a visit. I'm like, so and so take him around campus, show him everything. I want him to meet these teachers because he say he want to be a such and such major. Definitely go over that program. I'm gonna let him talk to him for a minute. I'm gonna let him talk to an advisor and let them explain things to him. I'm gonna let him walk around the gym and the facilities. I'm gonna let him see everything. Meet all the coaches. Meet all the players. Um, take them out to eat. All this, everything will be planned for you, no matter how far or how far you go. Like, I was getting ready to. I want. Uh, I was getting recruited by a D1 school in Texas called Lamar for a little while early in my sophomore year, and uh, they was talking about uh, me going on a visit, and uh, and the, the visit would entail them flying me from Birmingham to Texas, and then one day coaches picking me up, taking me to the school to a hotel, and then doing the actual visit that day or that next day or whatever, however it goes. That was like the plan, but I never ended up going. Like, I don't know what ended up happening with that. Like that, that um, recruitment kind of fell off. So maybe they found another guy, but whatever. But uh, I say that to say like, on official visit, everything's taken care of. It's not just you driving up to the school, like, hey, let me see everything. It's like, okay, he coming, he's going to do this, 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 this. Everything is they 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 want you if they if you want an official position or they very seriously think about taking you. So there is definitely a, a high level of, of uh urgency, I guess I say, on an official visit than an unofficial visit. So for you, what was the difference between your recruitment to Bevel versus uh, Columbia State? Cause I know, I know. Obviously, the difference <clears throat> between JUCO and D two is going to be different. But like, because uh, you spoke about how other schools were recruiting you and like how things were, but just for you specifically, what were like? Uh, not to get too specific, but just like general differences you can tell, obviously, between JUCO and D two recruitment. Uh, so uh, the funny thing about that is, I can't give you. Very good answer about that because my sophomore year of JUCO, when I would have started my my visits and everything going around my recruitment, uh, COVID hit. Like we ended our season, we lost our last game in the playoffs. And probably like a couple of days ago, two years ago, almost to this day. Uh, our semifinals in the playoffs. Uh, went home, and like two days later, 
we got sent home from school or like three, maybe three days later. So my recruitment completely changed from that point because I couldn't go on any visits. Uh, I couldn't go to no school campuses. I couldn't go watch nobody practice. Nobody was practicing. Nothing. I didn't get, I didn't even visit Columbus State before I had signed. I signed without ever coming to Columbus. So my recruitment at that point was very different from my freshman year or my senior year of high school, I guess I should say. My recruitment from senior year going into JUCO was very different from my uh, sophomore JUCO year going into four-year school because I just didn't, I wasn't able to visit. <clears throat> so I wasn't able to do all those things that I would normally would have. But uh, I can still kind of explain to you. So when I was, uh, when I visited, I went on an official visit to Belleville and stuff. I explained how all that went. Uh, I did visit Auburn and Montgomery. I went, to them, I went to them to watch a game. They invited me to come watch a game. So me and my daddy went to that, watched them play, and they let me meet players and stuff like that. My homeboy Josh, we played there already. And uh, uh, talked to them for a while. They offered me a full scholarship and stuff like that. But uh, when it came down to recruitment for Columbus State after COVID hit, all I could do was answer the phone. Which is, I had to do that a lot during COVID because of that. Because, like, can't, guys can't get you to come on visits. Guys can't bring you on campus, can't come meet you, chop it up with you in person. So everything I did during that point was through the phone after that fact. So, and that got to be very annoying. Like, don't get me wrong, I was grateful for what I had. But, like, with the school that had offered me and waiting on me to make a decision, they were calling me, like, every other day. Like, hey, man, how you doing? Uh, how are things? Are you good? Are you still working out? Are you doing it? They all ask me the same question. Literally. I'm getting phone calls from coaches every other day asking me the same things, just different voices. So, that got kind of old, but. You know, obviously, I was still grateful for having recruited me because somebody was hoping somebody would call their phone. So I, I was still grateful. But uh, I got on the phone with Columbus State. They was like, yeah, we want to get you on the Zoom call with everything going on. We can't have you on campus. But we want to get you on the Zoom call, you and your parents. And uh, we'll give you a virtual tour. We have a virtual video tour that we give the guys that can't really come on visit. And you'll get to see how everything is and what it means and how it goes. <clears throat> we'll talk about everything. I'm like, cool. So me and my mom and dad, we all on Zoom with them, with my head, with the head coach, Coach Moore, and my, the assistant, Coach Butler. They play a little video that shows the whole campus, the Lumpkin Center, where which is where we play. They show the uh, they show the dorm that I'm currently in. They show what it looks like. Uh, everything that I would really need to know, and gave me information on the campus and stuff like that. And so it all looked well and good. But uh, this is the kicker. Coach Moore attested it. So telling me about everything that's on campus. He said, so on campus, you got your calf. You going to have calf swipes that, you know, you, got, you won't have to worry about food and nothing like that. And then you also have cougar books. You have about $550 in cougar books that you can swipe on campus as money. And we got restaurants on campus like uh, Einstein's Bagels and Chick-fil-A that you can swipe for and stuff like that. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa coach, whoa, 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 hold on. Is it Chick-fil-A on campus? Yeah, we got Chick-fil-A on campus. He said, and I said, and you can pay for it with your, with your Cougar cash, like with your card. Said, yeah. Said, 
should have started there. Like, y'all should have came to live with that out the gate. For real, for real. A chick play on campus? Like, I'm halfway signed. <laughs> they just bust out laughing. I was like, man, y'all live. I'm, I'm for real. Like, you should have lived with that fact that we got a chick play on campus. Man, coach, coach know that to this day. He was like, man, Chick-fil-A got Nelson. Chick-fil-A. So that was really the biggest differences between my recruitment between Belleville and Columbus. I mean, obviously that wasn't like a regular oh, so I'm almost there. That wasn't like a regular recruitment process uh for the everyday average recruit. But you know, it was my it was my situation, it was my um experience. So that's just how it had to be. And uh I'm still, you know, happy with that with how that turned out. So here we are. So basically the takeaway that y'all should have from that is uh Ask the coaches if they have your favorite restaurant on campus, and, <laughs> uh, and if you. they do, you know you you in a good space. <laughs> you in business? Hey, what I I told you, I like to be comfortable. And he talking about Chick Fil A on campus. I uh, how much more comfortable could I be? And I got to pay my own money. That's. I think I'm gonna like it here. <laughs> so, um, kind of going back to high school a little bit. How much? of a factor was your social media uh because you know how uh we i know we did a little bit when we were growing up but nowadays it's like social media is pretty much they highlight tapes and everybody posting all these clips and stuff and all these pictures and everything so how much was your social media a factor into your recruitment as far as like um them checking it for your highlights and you know just seeing what you were about and how much of it was them getting the feel for who you are and, like, what you're about. So the funny thing about that is, it's funny that you asked me that. I really didn't have no social media in high school. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I had a Facebook, Snapchat, and I didn't get Facebook till like, I had. I didn't get Facebook and Snapchat till like, 11, 12th grade. So I didn't really have no social media. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have Instagram, none of that. And so I was just hooping. I don't know how different it would have been had I had those social media platforms and posted things like that. Cause I mean, obviously I am from a small town or whatever, but I said, but I will say this with that being said, you hooping, they'll find you. And that ain't even just with hooping. If you hooping, if you balling, if you running, if you're cheering, if you're swimming, you're doing it. Level of a collegiate, uh, collegiate athlete or somebody, Good enough to play on the next level. You don't have to be on overtime. I for sure was not. You don't have to be with, with the, have the flashiest highlight plays. You don't have to do none of that. You don't have to have the best highlight. Nothing. Be a good player. Um, play just hoop. If you just play and play well to a certain level, they'll come find you. They will make it around. Obviously, your coaches need to help you. And, you know, make sure you get some highlights together to send out and things like that. You can still shop yourself. I ain't telling you just hoop and, like, pray something happens. Like, you should still do some work for yourself. But people will find you if you're good enough. Because I promise you, at one point in time, I wasn't doing none of that. I wasn't, like, out here, like, let me see my highlights. This school and this school and this school and this school. My my head coach was helping me, like, of course. But I wasn't out here just, like, 
stuff on here. Let me tag overtime. Let me tag ball is light. Let me tag house of highlight. Like, I wasn't doing none of that. I was just hooping. Playoff bounced out in the first round, so it ain't like they wouldn't see me in the final four or nothing. Didn't play for no big name AAU. I wasn't in the EYBL league or nothing like that. I wasn't on no Nike Elite brand team. It worked out because uh just came to show and it was my like and it was a time that the right people were watching me, I performed. Stayed up to that standard. I got what I had. Oh, like I ain't telling you not to post your highlights. I ain't telling you not to try to be the best player you could be, whatever. It, it do the most for your recruitment. But don't but don't think that is the end all be all. I got big scholarships, no Twitter, Instagram, just Facebook, Snapchat. Obviously, my highlights ain't even going on Snapchat. Like, <laughs> my, I might post a little clip here and there, but it ain't like nothing crazy going on. You know what I'm saying? So, Facebook was what it was. Coaches DMing me in Messenger. What it was. But, you know, I ain't telling you not to do none of that, but that's just me. And, uh, I was leaving from Belleville to go to another school. My social media kind of was kind of doing a little more because I, I had a Twitter by this time. And I did have coaches hit me up on Twitter a couple of times when I was posting my highlights and stuff of that nature. Had some tw- coaches hit me up on Twitter, but none of them even turned into anything, really. Only schools that hit me up through Twitter were schools that was way too far to even come see me play, like maybe New Mexico or something like that or had, like other schools of that nature, like schools too far to actually come watch me play. They just so happened to see my highlights or maybe heard about me through the grapevine. And it was like, well, let me throw our hat in the ring, hit him up on Twitter. That's kind of how that went. So my social media didn't play a huge part in my in my stuff. I will say this. Coaches do look at your social media to uh, see what kind of person you are. Like when they have already offered you or looking at you, they'll go check your social media, make sure you ain't doing nothing crazy. I promise you that. And if you on your – Doing all types of game banging or always drinking or partying or smoking or playing college basketball, take that down. That's just my word of advice to you. I ain't judging nobody. I ain't pointing no fingers at nobody, but suggest you take that down. <laughs> suggest y'all get right out of here. Like, you know, you do what you do. You you risk whatever you want to risk. Don't be obvious. If I'm uh <laughs> Why man once told me, if you're going to be dumb, don't be stupid. <laughs> if you're going to do what you want to do, that's fine. But, you know, at least be smart about things and not have it for the world to see and risk your opportunities before you even get them. Yeah, so, you know, y'all take that how you want to take it. But that's that's that about it, man. Like, my social media really wasn't crazy like that for my recruitment. I just was out here playing to the best of my ability. And... You know, it worked out for me. I still went to camps and like, um, like camps and uh, what are they called? Uh, I mean, workouts and things like that. You know, still trying to you know boost my recruitment. But the end day, Joe, do the best you can be to play to the best of your ability, and if you're good enough, they'll find you. How important was your was your high school coach in that? Because you said he helps you with the tapes and everything. But like, what else did he do to like uh, help you, like with your recruitment and stuff? Uh, he made plenty of phone calls and things like that for me. 
shot me out, even the coaches he didn't know. He'll hit up coaches to hit up coaches for me and for other guys on that team. He was like, he was very bent on trying to get us somewhere. Like, I still love and appreciate him for that because, like, I know other coaches that didn't, like, or players that told me about their coaches not doing nothing for them. They had to get their stuff out of the mud. So I've always been very grateful to him for that, uh, Coach Womack. Shout out to Coach Womack for looking out for me. So he made plenty of phone calls to me, sending film off to me, things like that. Um, <clears throat> setting up visits for me, talking to coaches for me, like, hey, I uh, got a uh, – Got a kid that's doing this and this and this. You need do you need this player? Uh, like so he, he even facilitated some of my visits. So he he was very influential on my on my uh, recruitment process. So shout out to him for doing that for me. And um, one thing I can say about him, I never. One thing that's been with me with anything, but not just in basketball, but with anything is I feel like people have my best interests at heart. I listen to whatever they got to say. Like, like somebody like like you, like anybody else in my family, guys like that, my coaches. If I know you got my best interest at heart, even if you tell me something I don't want to hear, I listen. And so, uh, he was big on that. He was like, he was t- like, he was one of the people that made me realize, like, hey, ask him about your scholarship money, ask him what it's gonna be like, what is this and this and this. He, he was one of them people for me. So, uh, just I always remember that for him too. Like he, he he was always on my side, so he was very influential, very, uh, um, very helpful in my recruiting. I'm sorry. Let me let me throw this out, and I promise y'all, I promise y'all, this just been sitting on my heart. Like my coach say to, say to me, it's just sitting on my heart. I'm not pointing no fingers, I'm not you know trying to throw nobody out there, not trying to uh, out nobody, obviously. But this is about that time of year that guys start hitting my phone. Hey, man, can you talk to my coach? I mean, can you talk to your coach about me? Can you give your coach my highlight? Hey, man, when your school having trials? Hey, can you talk to your JUCO coach? When your JUCO team having trials? This is about that time that guys start hitting me like that. When they didn't play their four years of high school, played their senior year out, they ain't got no offers, they ain't got nobody talking to them. And then, you know, they get a little desperate. Now they want to hit me up. Like, hey, man. When y'all doing this, see if you can give me a workout. See if, can I have your coach number? Can I have your coach email? All that. This is about that time that that happened. Guys, let me tell you. I hate to be this guy because I hate to be feeling like guys feel like you a hater or you trying to crush their dreams when you do this. But just being real, you haven't talked to a single college coach. Four years of playing basketball. Not be for you. Just being real. If you've been playing, I understand if you was hurt, anything like that. There's some kind of special circumstance. But if you've been playing, starting, hooping, not be your best. Nobody in your line, nobody talking to you, nobody talking to your coach. Not be for you, dog. Know, still try to go to camps and things of that nature to try to get your name out there. I ain't saying give up, but it's not me being who I am. It's way more in Juco than it does now because now I play a four-year school and I think guys kind of realize like this is probably not the level for them. But when I was at Juco especially, guys hit me up about playing. 
like they didn't have a true understanding of the levels of basketball. And they felt like, well, I can play JUCO. I ain't got no D1 offers. I don't have no D2 offers. I know I can play JUCO. And how guys feel sometimes. They don't realize, like, it's not that easy. Like, it's great high school players went JUCO and that was it. They ain't go nowhere else. It, it just wasn't they, – they weren't the same on that level or they weren't as good as they thought. But guys don't see it that way. So this is that time of year where guys start doing that. So please realize if you haven't talked to any kind of coach or anybody hasn't hit you up or hitting your coach up, talking about you, asking about you, might not be for you. Like, just being real. And uh, you asking me to get you a workout, I cannot put my name. That's putting me in a tough position as the player to put my name on the line for you. I'm only doing that for somebody I know got the talent. Possibly could have the talent or the work ethic or the grade or the knowledge to, or, the, or the want to, to actually go to school and perform. I'm not putting my name on the line for just anybody to go play basketball. Like, there's guys out here that really work and, and put the grind, put time in put, and grind out for an for a, a offer. And you want me to just use my name to get you up there on a workout, and you've been sitting at the house for the last couple of weeks since the season been over to it man and I'm I'm not I can't put my name don't don't put me in that position to be like nah man you're not good enough or man you're not putting no work in please don't put me in that position you know what I'm saying and it'd be it'd always be guys five nine playing point guard like hey man can you talk to your coach like man no I can't talk to my coach bro guys six two playing the five at their high school like no bro like it's just not like it might not be for you bro like just being real and then they they'll send me their highlights they highlights about two minutes long they all just regular layups, easy buckets, or open jumpers. Like, this is not impressing nobody. Like, you look like a regular player in your highlights. Highlights make you look like a regular player. They don't even understand because in their mind, that's them. They're like, oh, I'm hooping. Like, you see, bro, I, this game, I had this man points and this, this, this. Like, your highlights make you look regular. You laying the ball or smacking the backboard is not a highlight. Like, <laughs> Free throwing it going all net, not a highlight. Open corner three, not a highlight, unless you just knock down shooter. Like, it's just not, bro. Like, and I hate to be that guy to be telling guys that because they that make you seem like a hater or a dream killer. Like, no, I'm just being real. And some, at some point, time, you got to be real because you're going to graduate and get out here in this thing called life. But be ready. Like, your boss ain't going to be out here like, ah, man, I'm going to see if I can get you at another company. No, they're not going to say that. Like, they gonna be like, nah, this ain't the place for you. <laughs> like, bro, like, I hate being that person, but like, this is like a time and a place where I can use my platform to actually put that out there. So, I ain't telling you to give up on basketball if any, if anybody in your line. Go to camps, send your film, ask your coach to help you. All of that, do all of that. Learn point: be realistic with yourself. Look at yourself objectively. Look at college basketball objectively, and see where you stack up against people. Like and hit hit up a college athlete, you can if you have access to one. Find one. Be like, hey man, do you think I'm good enough? Just be real with yourself. I'm good enough. I remember that conversation I had with my AAU coach. I told you about a while back on the on a past episode. I said, um, yeah, college coach was asking about us, me and my my teammate Shakar, and I said, uh, coach, you really think I could uh, leave my high school and go play for uh, play for a four year school, play college basketball? He got mad at me for even asking. 
I had that talent, even before I knew. Find somebody, ask them, ask your coach, ask another college player, somebody who's been to that level, anything. Be like, hey, man, you seen me play. You see my highlights, this and this and this. Do you think I'm good enough to go to this level? Do you think I can play college basketball? And the player going to tell you straight up, nine times out of ten. Your coach will, too. Be like, Dale, you say, man, just being real, you, you're not good enough right now. You got you got a lot more work to do. Like, right now, as you are, you're not good enough. Or they'll be like, yeah, man, like, you can play. You can play on You can play on this level. You, I feel like you'd be a decent Juco player, and, you know, you can work your way up if you put the work in, this and this and this. They'll tell you straight up. Don't be out here like, oh, I ain't got no offers. Let me hear somebody else. Like, hey, man, see my highlights to your coach. Going like that, bro. That's not how that works. And don't, and don't put guys in that position to be like, oh, coach, I got a homeboy at home. Saying I got a homeboy at home almost as bad as saying, like, my homeboy rap, this is mixtape. <laughs> you know how that is, man. Like, folks don't want to hear that, man. Folks oh, don't want to hear that. Don't want to <laughs> hear it. Like, ah, I hate folks. Folks, you put me in that position so much. I'm like, man, you're not that good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I be feeling so bad. I be feeling like I hate it. But I just had to be real. Like, bro, I can't even put my name on the line for you to be saying, hey, coach, give my old boy a look. Then I, and then he look at you and you out here missing layups. Can't dribble the ball and chew gum at the same time. Took his time out his day to look at you because of, of my work. That made me look. Just please don't put me in that position. Is all I'm trying to say. That's funny, bro. Like, but no, nah, that's real. Cause, like you said, there's there's a huge misconception about uh, JUCO and D3 basketball. If you guys are unclear about that, you can go back to like episode six or seven. We brought down levels of college basketball. Just like you know, a little plug right there. Shameless plug. I feel no guilt about doing that because it's my podcast with my cousin. We can plug any episode we want to because it's our platform. We can do that. You feel me? So, um, but yeah, you guys just got to be like very self-aware and very realistic. Like if, if you were in high school doing nothing, then the odds of you doing something at the next level is going to be very, very slim. There's one level you can play at, but I'm gonna come back to that. Um, if you look at who was it? Who was it? Who was it? I think it was Ja. Ja Morant or some top tier guard. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they had little to no offers, you know, around that time, like senior year and stuff. Now let's compare you to Ja. Okay. Ja's with like six two, six three. Mm-hmm. Arguably the most athletic guard in the league right now. Been like that since high school. And he was putting up numbers. Now compare yourself to Ja. Let that be your, let, let it be a measuring stick. Okay. Are you doing anything that you can point to and be like, this is my thing that I feel like it can get me at the next level? If you don't feel like you can answer that confidently, if nothing came to mind after I said that, there's there's possibly a very good chance that you will not be at the next level. Unless, unless you want to go to college and play D4. Now, I, if you want to talk to me about playing D4, I will gladly vouch for uh, um, the level of uh, college basketball that I played at. Um, that could be a whole other episode. Not really, but that can be. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Nobody here my intramural uh, journey, bro. But, yeah, man, like, intramural is for you, then. If, if you just feel like you just um, 
got to play college basketball to some extent, there you go, man. You, you can join my path and play D4. You feel me? Division four basketball. Hey, let me tell you, dog, ain't nothing wrong with that. But we call them Rex superstars. That's not fun, bro. I don't care what y'all say. I'm, I'm telling you, bro, I, I got homeboys right now. My homeboy, Malcolm, Jeremiah, B, uh, Eric. Like, they play intramural ball, and they like we call them Rick superstars, Rick legends. They be in the Rick killing, like, and I didn't watch them play. I go in there and just watch them. I don't even who. I go in there and watch them. I like watching them play, especially when they play together. They got they got intramural going on right now. I ain't had a chance to actually watch them play, though. We've been playing, too, and stuff, so we ain't my, our schedules ain't lapped up for me to be able to actually watch them play. But I'm, I'm going to before it's all over. But they be hooping. How to play basketball and do they wish they probably played for CSU? Of course, they do. Of course, they probably wish they had a real jersey and referees out here playing. But they understand this is just what life dealt them, making the best of it. and they have fun. They have fun doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, this, it, like, whatever God, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in whatever God has for you, it is for you. So if things ain't go your way. I mean, it didn't go his way. I don't mean to turn this into no sermon or no religious talk, but you know what I'm saying? That's just me. Like, if it ain't work out for you, it must not be meant to be. Like, when I was being recruited out of JUCO, I wanted to go D1 and things of that nature. And COVID hit, and the D1s I was talking to, everything kind of slowed down because they didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. Was players going to get this year back? Was players not going to get this year back? We really didn't know what was going on. I couldn't go visit. They couldn't meet me in person. They couldn't work me out to see what I could really do, things like that. It slowed a lot of stuff down for me. And so I ended up going to Columbus State because I was like, well, this is the best offer that I have. I like this place. I, I, like, I, like, I don't have no problems going here. I, I would be happy here, I feel like. Hey, even though it's D2 and not D1, like, I'm good with that. Satisfied. And I went. Did I want to go D1? Yeah, of course. Like, we all do. But I'm like, yeah, CSU, I'm good with that. I'm, I'd be happy being there. And I have been happy here. So I, I, I'm good. Like, like I said, man, whatever whatever he asked for me, it, it is for me. And so I'm here. I'm having a good time. I'm close to get my degree. And uh, as we speak right now, we're getting ready to make this playoff run. So, I, like, we're going to fight for a championship. And if I went to another school, who knows where I'd be? Doing or what that team would be doing. We might have my coach say all the time, a lot of people that put them jerseys up already. Y'all boys still playing. Like, I just say that to say, like, man, if, if college basketball just ain't in the cards for you, just play the cards that you was dealt. You know what I'm saying? So that was just my little I had to throw that out there. You know, it was sitting on my heart. I had to let y'all know. But you know, y'all do with that information what you will. You know, most of y'all probably gonna be like, man, whatever, I'm still gonna text. <laughs> hey, well, do, I just put it up, do as you wish, bro. If if you feel like this ain't for you, so be it, man. Like you can't say B Ball Jones podcast didn't tell you. you. Can't say Nelson didn't tell you. I'm gonna make sure we put this clip on social media just just for our verification that we told you. All right, so uh, <laughs> gotta keep it real with y'all, man. So this this is probably my last question, man. Uh, as I said, just gotta keep it real, man. Uh, ain't nothing but just you and me, man. Here, man. Like you ain't got to tell nobody else. But <laughs> how much money did Columbus State give you to uh, come join and play for the program? Like, and did you get it like in a shoebox? Did they give you like 
a grocery bag or was it was it cash app or something like give me a money. dapper with the money yeah you know how, you know how you stuff the money in the hand like i see my boy you know how, how did how did how did how did uh transfer payment how did it transfer the funds to pay you to come there man just just you and me man no i can't disclose that information my boy yeah i tried to help y'all out man i tried to i tried <laughs> but no, no, no. All seriousness before the NCAA come after me. No disclosure, no money handy, oh, hand over fist, not under the table, none of that. None of that going on here. All right, everything on the up and up. I promise. My coaches are very open, very honest with me. They told me everything that was going to be. Like, sure, if I go to my coach right now, I'd be like, Coach, can I get five for, for a four for four? At Wendy's, they'll still look at me sideways like, man, $5, man, what you asking me for? That's your teammates. How they going to do me? But uh, nothing like that going on here. Nothing like that. I, even if it was, like, kind of guy, man, I, I hate taking, like, big risks like that. That could risk my career. I don't put nothing above my career. Not money, not, not women, not nothing. Like, I, I can't put nothing above it. So even if they was like, hey, man, you know, you come here. You know, we're going to take care of you. Like, we're going to take care of you. Wink, wink, this, this. I'm going to be like, ah, these some shysty people I can't get with. <laughs> like, I'm that type of person. Like, I, I get uncomfortable with stuff like that. Like, this is I know I ain't meant to be no criminal. I'm like, I'm the type of dude. Yeah, my whole boy talking about robbing the bank. Ah, pull over. Let me out right here, dog. I can't do it. <laughs> Let me out right here. Y'all boy, go ahead. I ain't going to say nothing. You feel me? But it ain't for me. <laughs> but, um. Uh, Nothing like that going on here. Like I'm good. My my coach is very very honest. Good people, good good guys that like do do things by the book. They take care of me to the best of their ability. But, you know, they they do everything by the book. They share everybody straight. They take care of us. Make sure we do our work. Like one thing is like I say this. I said I told this to my dad one time. I said I must not be as good a basketball player as I really think I am. He's like, what you mean? So all my life about guys that like great players, great athletes, teachers be doing their work for them or they have people do their work for them, tutors or so, or a teacher just like let them slide, pass them along to the next grade. Yet to encounter that. I've never encountered that. Where a teacher's like, I don't worry about it. Have some girl doing my work for me, like a tutor, and they just really do the work for me and I keep going. Do what I want to do. I have never had that. Like, I just must not be as good as I thought I was. I, don't know. I thought I was good, but never. <laughs> like, I know somebody probably getting that treatment somewhere. Maybe I had to go to Duke and Kentucky for it, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm still passing, still finna graduate. So, you know, that's just something sitting on my heart. I was like, dang, boy, when am I ever going to find that? <laughs> when am I ever going to be the one like, hey, don't worry about that work, man. You could. Yeah, 20 and 10 other night, man. Good job, man. <laughs> Ain't had that yet, but one day we was on the road. I had 18 and 8, came home, had a missed assignment. Like, you go rock with you, boy. 18 and 8. We won. That's funny. Uh... I was bro, you ain't see me. <laughs> man, I was like, dog, come on, bro. Cut a brother some slack. I'm out here doing my thing. Y'all like talking about, yeah, you missed this assignment. I had to give you a zero. <laughs> Ain't he had Wi-Fi when we was at? Like, bro. 
Yeah, that's how it be. You know, whatever. I'm a pass. <laughs> that's funny, man. But oh, that's my last question. Just to clarify, I was completely joking. I know everything gonna open up, but um, yeah, that's it, man. Um, any more parting words that you want to give to people as far as you know, college recruitment and that whole process, you know, bridging the gap between high school and college ball. Um, and all the decisions you make, man, keep your family and everybody in the loop, people that you trust. Don't be out here telling everybody and anybody everything because don't only tell people what they need to know. And they'd be like, man, who I offered you, you know, that's cool to tell them. Don't be out here talking about, like, don't tell them nothing that ain't guaranteed and don't tell them nothing they don't need to know. Everything, let keep everything in your own circle, your close friends, your family, your coaches, your teammates, whatever. Keep everything in the family. And uh, pray on your decision. You know, don't don't make it on your own. Make sure, like, your mind and your heart are all on the same accord, your family, all y'all on the same page. At the end of the day, it's your decision. Let it be nobody else's decision. It's your decision where you decide to play basketball or play sports in general. And um, like I said, man, whatever the Lord has for you, it'll be for you. So, Keep that in your mind as you make your decision. Keep keep God first and grind and grind it out, man. And you'll be all right. So that's all I got to say on it. That's what I did at least. Keep God first and play and hoop. And I, I've been blessed and I'm here. And you know, hopefully in a couple more a couple more days I'll be able to get on the get on one of these podcast recordings and I'm just gonna show it like this with the ring on my on my finger when the record stop. So that's where I, that's where I'm at with it. So that's my last few words on it. But uh, without further ado, man, I appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, it's been another episode of B-Ball Jones podcast. So y'all follow us on social media. Follow Brian at B-Ball Jones. That's B-E Ball Jones on, on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at NellieH34 and on Instagram at Nelson.Haskin and Nelson Haskin on Facebook. Be sure to go check out the B-Ball Jones TikTok. Uh, B-Ball Jones on TikTok. Or it's B-Ball Jones Podcast. At B-E-Ball Jones Podcast on TikTok. Go like us, like us up, follow. Check us out on what we done already posted. Things like that. Run it up for us. You know, just getting that started. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. And uh, share this with a friend. Hey, share, share this with guys. Get ready to go into that recruitment phase in their life seniors in high school, sophomores in junior college, make sure they see this, they hear this. Tell them to check it out. Tell them, you know, let, let, them, let them know you actually care about them. Uh, they decision. And hopefully this helps them out. And y'all drop in, drop in the comments, guys that play college basketball or anybody who's been to go through recruitment. If you want to leave a comment, ask us any kind of question, we'll be sure to get to you, answer you, reply to you. We good about that. And all that. And yeah, man, that's it. So once again, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, and without further ado, man, we out.